Hi, this is Helen and welcome to the Healing Space podcast, your home for spiritual awakening. Today we have with us Penny McKinley Rogers, all the way from New South Wales, Australia, who is a Qigong practitioner and teacher. And she's going to talk to us today all about this beautiful energy technique and how it can help us in our day-to-day lives. Hey Penny, how are you doing? Welcome to the Healing Space podcast. How's our New South Wales treating you today? It's good. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, we're coming into, well, we're in the later stages of autumn now. So oh, it's actually feeling very much like Britain, except minus the radiators. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. I'm, so I'm missing that. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's nice not to be sort of sweltering and crazy hot. So um, yeah, and it's reminding me a little of home, which is nice. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Um, and so you're here today to talk us through Qigong, which is something I have to confess, I don't know very much about at all. So I'm really excited to uh, hear what you have to tell us. Um, so for those who are also listening, who don't know much about Qigong, what is it we're going to delve into today? Okay. Um, gosh, where to start? I, I suppose Qigong is, the best way to describe it is it's an ancient form of self-cultivation really that comes from China. So back in sort of shamanistic times um, and back in the days of the emperor times, Qigong was actually part of the branches of traditional Chinese medicine that, and it still is a part, a branch of Chinese, traditional Chinese medicine that is about um, preventative healthcare in many ways. So in China, the way healthcare worked was you'd actually be paying your village doctor or healthcare practitioner to keep you healthy. And if you fell ill, that's when you would stop paying. And Oh my God, think, that's so, that's like revolutionary. That's incredible. We need to adopt that here. It's true, isn't it? It makes complete sense. You know, it's healthcare should be about preventative um, healthcare. It should be about maintaining health and wellness. And so practitioners would feel that they've, you know, let their clients down if their clients fall ill. There is obviously, there's a responsibility on the client's part to maintain aspects uh, of, of what they need to do to hold the bargain. But I, I really like that idea. You know, for me, that makes a lot of sense that, you know, we should be doing what we can to prevent ourselves from falling ill as opposed to trying to make ourselves better once we fall ill. The key word that I think is responsibility, you know, that yes. you take responsibility. If you're going to eat this or do this or not do exercise or, you know, all of these things, that's, your health mm-hmm. is your responsibility. And I, here it's like, the, it's changing a lot, absolutely. But that dynamic I love, that you work together as a team to keep you healthy. Yes, absolutely. And I I think, you know, that's something that, um, like you say, you know, it seems we've moved further away from that and we've, um, is the word abrogated? Is that the word that comes to mind? But, you know, (laughs) we've given that responsibility to someone else, you know, of our own health. Um, So, yeah, so Qigong is one of the areas of preventative healthcare, and it came from the study of nature. So in, back in the days when this was first developed, uh, the Taoists and the 
practitioners, the sh shamans would be looking at nature around us and how nature works and applying that to human nature and applying um, sort of what they see in nature around them that helps and nourishes and how nature grows and flourishes and then adopting practices of that and applying it to, to the, the human body. Oh my goodness, yeah, that's fascinating to take the models yeah. from nature, which of course nature is abundant just by default, isn't it? And it's just all around us. Nature Absolutely. is like nature, I love that. Absolutely, and nature is um, self-healing in many ways. You know, nature is always looking for balance. You know, if nature goes out of balance, you can see what is required. Balance is what helps things grow. Balance is what nature is always seeking. And, you know, it's very much the same in our bodies. And, and, and the interesting thing is there's a lot about these practices that came from intuitive learning or through the observations of nature that now in modern day is becoming backed up by science. Um, but these things were observed uh, and intuited naturally from being participant of nature and seeing our bodies and our beings as part of nature but now you know modern day is backing up a lot of those um that's the word i'm thinking of yes oh. yeah practically <laughs> yeah yeah yes. absolutely yeah. <laughs> and uh, so what was it that drew you in particular to this was it was it through the natural route was it by being in nature and thinking you know how can i connect more or was it something more personal well, interestingly, um, for me, it came about in a roundabout way. So uh, I started, I've always had an interest in natural healthcare. I've always believed that um, we have, there's a lot in our environment that is artificial um, and chemical, uh, well, everything is chemical, but artificial chemicals in our life. And I've always been a big believer in, in trying to replace any of the artificial chemicals with much more natural chemicals. So that's something I've always been interested in. And it started with aromatherapy mm. many, many years ago. Um, I've always been interested in, in using essential oils as a replacement for various sort of artificial chemical products that we might have in our cosmetics or home cleaning care. And so I, I went down a training route in clinical aromatherapy and that kind of really invigorated my interest in natural healthcare with regards to our human body. So I went down the route of studying as a, an integrative health coach. Mm -hmm. And it was through that that I came across <clears throat> Qigong as a practice because I've always, I've always been looking for a practice that united the mind and the body and the spirit. I've always wanted something that was make it, that would help the body move but in line with quietening our mind and that connected us to something greater than ourselves. So I, I, I looked for it in yoga for many years and, and there's so many aspects of yoga that I love, but it wasn't something that fully clicked for me. So I've, I've been a seeker for this for a long time and it was purely by chance that I came across um, a Qigong introduction class uh, for women's health because I specialized in women's health for my integrative healthcare. So I came across this Qigong practice for women's health and I signed up for it and I was just like, oh my God, this is what I've been looking for. Yeah, absolutely. And that's often what leads us to our work, isn't it? It's that personal, I love the word you use there, that personal seeking. And yes. when we find it, it is, it's like this amazing switch goes on and it's like, oh, I'm home. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And I think those of us that work in, in sort of complementary healthcare, we're so, it's so clear to us this, that we're, how connected we are, that you can't separate the mind from the body or the spirit. And again, if you look at nature, you can't separate the tree from the earth or what happens in the sky or what happens around it. It's just all connected. So again, that's exactly it. Yeah, that's exactly it. And, and I really felt that it was important, for, especially for someone like me, because um, I spend way too much time. I, I, I know I spend way too much time in my head. And I think that's why as well, I was really looking for a practice that allowed me to experience and drop into my body. But without that disconnection, because, you know, I, I, I've use the gym before in the past and stuff like that there was always this separation so you go to the gym you have your headphones on you're listening to music and you're exercising your body but then there's still that disconnect so you're exercising your body but your mind's not connected to your body that's exercising so i i knew there was i was looking for something that brought that um those disparate parts into an integrated whole Uh, and i knew that was something that was important and that i think i certainly needed um and since discovering it uh I feel, yes, that, that's definitely what I was looking for. And how does that manifest in terms of when you're, when you're practicing, when you're in the practice or when you're teaching others, what would I expect or hope to, to receive from it on a physical or mental or spiritual level? Well, I think this is, this is the great thing about the practice is, you know, you would receive benefits on all three levels. Um, as with sort of most things in life, a, a huge part of that um, is down to the intention that you bring. So for me, um, what I try and do at the beginning of the class is I, I create a space and remind people, well, I don't remind them what their intention is, but I give them the space and remind them to tap into what their intention was for coming to the class. I think that's incredibly important. And there could be different reasons, you know, different reasons on different days. But I think it's incredibly important when you begin a practice, particularly a spiritual practice, although it's an exercise as well, is to have that intention and and bring yourself back to that intention. And I think when people do that, the benefits will mirror the intention that they bring to the to the exercise. So with qigong, there is um, huge physical benefits because a massive part of the practice is about the unity or recognizing your breath. And I think, as a lot of people probably know from hearing about it a lot recently, with with all that's been going on with the health challenges um, that we've been facing with the pandemic, coming to notice our breath is a wonderful way of relaxing our nervous system and triggering that parasympathetic nervous system to bring our body back into a state of rest and digest, which is what our body needs um, in order to, to function properly and to repair itself. So that's a massive part. So just that alone, um, slowing down your breath, becoming aware of your breath, breathing deeply and finding that rhythm and connecting with your breath alone will bring a myriad of physical benefits and mental benefits as well. I mean, this is the thing about Qigong is what, what you start to notice, I think, in the practice is that everything is interconnected. So if your body is not well, if your body is in pain or if there's problems with your body, that's going to affect your mental health because, you know, if you're constantly in pain, 
you know, it's, it, you're unlikely to be particularly buoyant or happy. That's, yeah, that's going to affect you. And sure. then if it affects your mental health, it's going to affect your emotional health and vice versa. You know, if you are emotionally unhappy and you're carrying that all the time, that will eventually manifest in some way mm. in your mental health, um, uh, in your physical health. So, you know, everything is interconnected. So by doing the practice, you may approach a Qigong practice looking for specific health benefits but as a result you will still receive emotional and mental benefits from it or vice versa if you come approaching it to try and calm your mind you will still receive physical benefits from the fact that your mind is calmer so you'll receive on all levels even yes. if you weren't coming specifically for those levels yes and i think um by being clear about your intention, like I said at the beginning, you will receive what you need in that moment simply by having the intention of receiving. And Absolutely. it's actually the same for me when I do readings. You know, people think when they come for readings, it's all about the reader and how gifted the reader is. And actually it's not. It's, a, it's also to do with their intention. If someone comes to me for a reading and their intention is to, to receive and to be open yes. to that receiving, their reading will be a lot better than somebody who doesn't. Absolutely, absolutely. That's exactly it, being open to that. And I think having, try and create that space to remind them to think about what was the reason that they came. Yes, um, Because definitely. that is so important. And the power of the breath, absolutely. And it sounds to me like, um, so Qigong is almost like a moving meditation. Would that be a good way to describe it? That's a, the perfect way to describe it. It's a, it's a combination. Um, so a practice would involve not necessarily all in the same class, but the aspects of Qigong movement is, is a big part of it. So yes, if, you, if we are doing a flow, um, it becomes a moving meditation because the actual movements are very simple. Mm -hmm. So some people might have heard of Tai Chi. So they might not have heard of Qigong, but they might have heard of Tai Chi. And Qigong is actually the mother of Tai Chi. That's kind of how it's described because Qigong is the holding. Tai Chi is the martial arm of oh, okay. Qigong. So Qigong yeah. has three kind of arms to it. It's got the um, medical arm, which is where the Chinese, the medicine aspect comes in from traditional Chinese medicine. It's got the martial arm, which is where things like Tai Chi come into it. And then it's got the spiritual arm, which is more about the meditative aspect um, of Qigong. So that's the inner alchemy. So you've got your outer alchemy with the medical side, and then you've got your inner alchemy with the spiritual side. And Qigong kind of brings all three together into a very, very simple practice. There are many thousands of forms of Qigong. Wow. So, and I think for me personally, just through my, my, I'm only, you know, in terms of what available knowledge there is of Qigong, I am so much of an apprentice and a, and a student, so I'm constantly learning. But from what I'm understanding through my beginnings of the studies is, you know, personally, I feel there's probably all these thousands of forms of qigong because like anything you know we are all unique individuals Absolutely. and you know we are taught a certain way of how to move but then you know you wouldn't want to force a movement that doesn't feel natural to you that would be that would kind of be counterintuitive to the whole thing i believe that's my just my personal thing that's and so i think these thousands of forms have probably developed because you know these masters over times and over the, over the years have thought, okay, well, this feels better for me. So, you know, this will be a new form. And, and I think that's so important as well, because I'm here to kind of give 
a basic idea of what I've been taught, but I'm also, it's very important for me for people to feel empowered to move their body in what feels right for them. So I think that's probably how thousands of forms have, have transpired over the thousands of years. What well, sense to me? That's uh, not an no. academic reference. <laughs> But that, again, I think that makes perfect sense because, again, if we come back to the model of healthcare of Western mm -hmm. allopathic medicine, it's a one-size-fits-all, isn't it? Exactly. If you have this illness in this part of your body, this is the mm -hmm. treatment. And again, with Qigong, what I'm hearing is, no, it's this is, yes, there's the standard framework um, mm -hmm. within which to work and to learn, but actually you honour yourself and you yes. honour your own healing path. Absolutely. And this is, you know, try this. Is this work? Does that mm -hmm. work? Mm -hmm. But really honour what it is your body, mind and spirit want. And I'm seeing this at the moment. I'm running a meditation um, course at the moment. And I just teach so many different types of meditation. And in every class, I'm saying, follow the one that works for you. Because there isn't a, this is the best meditation. And then this is second best. And then this one. And then this one. It's actually what works for you go back within go within and honor you honor your path honor your healing and what works absolutely that's exactly it and for me you know i, I really feel and what i'm trying to um sort of teach in in my class is, is it's an embodiment practice but that embodiment is yours it's very unique to you and the whole idea that i want people to take away from any Qigong class really is that your body knows, your body has all the wisdom that you need for your life and for you. So that practice is trying to reconnect you with your body, to reconnect your spirit and your body and your mind as one so that you can listen to what your body has to tell you. Um, and that's it, you know, your body will never lead you down the wrong way your body will always be able, your body will tell the truth. And yeah. you just need to reconnect with your body to hear what she or he has to say. Yes, yeah. Mm. And, and I like, um, I love what you're saying there because what I'm feeling as you speak is it's that freedom. It's that freedom to kind of get to know yourself and to not be told how you um, should or shouldn't be. It's yes. that inner wisdom again. So it feels to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, that actually developing a Qigong practice could also really help you connect with your intuition. Not only Absolutely. your bodies, but just your general intuition for life. Well, I think, I mean, you know, a, a big part, and again, you know, this is my interpretation of the Taoist cosmology of it all. So it's not an academic reference. <laughs> but sure. I think, you know, a big part of it, the embodiment practices, you know, the, the Taoists believe that, you know, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. You know, there's that quote, I think it's on your website. And a big part of that, though, but the only way the spirit has the human experience is through the body. So you're absolutely right. We tap into our intuition through this practice because we have to be in connection with our body because that's how the spirit experiences the human experience through the body. So if we, if we don't, if there's that disconnect, we don't, we, we're not able to really know what the spirit wants because the spirit is disjointed and disconnected from the body that's meant to be having the experience. And what I really love in, in Taoist aspect of the, the body is the heart um, and I, I know we're hearing a lot more about this now as well which is great to be you know to follow our hearts but in Chinese and traditional Chinese medicine the heart is often called the heart mind 
Mm. So the heart is not the heart alone. The heart and the mind are a united aspect and it comes from the heart. And I like that. And for me, it kind of makes me feel that, you know, when we lead from our heart, that is our mind and our heart sort of driving the force. And actually when we just function from our mind, it's probably more likely to be our ego than our mind. To answer one of your, your earlier questions in terms of, you know, what's involved. And I think that's it, you know, Qigong as a practice is about bringing us back into our body so that we can connect with that. So there is the movement aspect. There is meditation as part of the practice. So that can be done obviously as a moving meditation, but there are sort of standing meditations. Interestingly enough, I am a really bad meditator normally. So if I think, I think we've had this conversation before where I've thought, if I sit and meditate, um, I can fall asleep. If I lie down and meditate, there's just no chance. And actually, sometimes even if I'm standing with my hands down, I can still kind of find myself drifting. Yeah. <laughs> so in Qigong, you actually have these standing postures as well for meditation, which for me has been a revelation because I can actually meditate when I'm in one of these standing postures um, and actually feel the benefits of meditation through that. So there's meditation, there's these standing postures, there's self-massage, which I think is Mm -hmm. such an important aspect as well. Because for women in particular, because a big reason I went into studying women's health and Qigong was I was looking, I look to work with women who are in perimenopause, menopause in particular. And I think this is why it's such a beautiful practice for women in that stage of life, because often I hear a lot of women when they reach that point in life, they're feeling even more disconnect from their body than yeah. they usually do. And we, we have a bad time anyway, a lot of yes. the times but <laughs> when it comes to there's, there's this kind of, there's a feeling that our bodies are betraying us or there's something wrong with our bodies when we hit this phase in life. So Qigong is a great way of bringing us back into an appreciation of the body and through things like self-massage, actually touching and loving and honoring the body as well, which is an amazing thing. When you start connecting with your body in that way, your body really responds. It, it, and and it's, it's, it's quite beautiful when that connection happens. And I think the key word there is honoring, you know, where... Yeah. again in our western sort of view where are we taught to honor our body and it's a practice I do where um after a shower I will take um body oil and Mm -hmm. as my moisturizer but I'm saying you know as I rub it on my abdomen I'm saying thank you digestive system thank you kidneys for all your work thank you legs thank you feet you know I honor your presence I honor your beauty this is why you haven't aged at all (laughs) 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 but it is it's and I feel my body responding Mm. And, and I feel it, it's an again, it's an energy practice. As I'm doing that, I can feel like an energy of, ah, I'm feeling loved kind of coming back. It's, it's so true. I mean, there's, there is a practice in Qigong called the inner smile meditation. And that is exactly, exactly, you know, you have been practicing that without having a label. That's so awesome. <laughs> you know, which is about saying thank you to each of your organs and smiling at them because, you know, that energy of a smile, you know, we can see someone's face transform when you smile at them and when they smile back, you know, people's faces change, the energy changes when there's a smile. And this practice is about sending that energy that you would normally send out with a smile into your body and smiling at the organs in your body and thanking them and they respond because without going down the rabbit hole but all of the five key 
organ pairs, but the five key yin organs in our body all contain spirits, not kind of ghostly spirits, but yeah. energetic vibrational spirits. Sure. And the inner smile practice is about connecting with those spirits and those spirits hold the highest virtues which, you know, we can have a whole other podcast about the spirits. But, you know, you are practicing that. And, and you know, clearly your body is responding for that. And, and you know, it's a reciprocal, it's a reciprocal thing you've got going, you know, and it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that I was already doing a chicken practice without yeah. even knowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so thinking about the wider context, you know, we, we are in challenging times right now, as we know, and um, it is a great time of questioning. As, as our physical has sort of been taken away and our normal busyness for a lot of people, it's giving more time um, to sort of inner reflection and, you know, where am I in all of this? What is my role or um, how can I respond in the best way? So it's a huge question, but how can we use Qigong sort of on an individual level to then help humanity's consciousness, if you like, or to help humanity rise or to bring more bring more of that balance to it yeah no i think you know it's it's a big question but i think it just comes back down to the individual and what i love um about um just a very very brief overview of the Taoist cosmology how it works is in the beginning there was nothing and then something began to stir okay so this energy began to stir and this energy exploded into yin yang Okay, and the yang energy rose and formed heaven, and the yin energy fell and became earth. The combination, you know, the yin yang symbol we see in the middle of the two energies merging is the chi, okay, the chi and the chi kung, the chi of life, and that's us. So we are we are the unity, we are the we are the conduit between the heavenly energy and the earthly energy. That's the power we have as a single human being. And wow. I love that aspect of the Taoist cosmology. That's you know, that's what we are. You know, we are the manifestation of the heavenly energy and the earthly energy combined. So the power we contain we contain that original force. We contain the force that propels the stars in the sky, the sun, the moon. That energy is within us as well. And through a practice like Qigong, when you start tapping into that and when you start realizing the power that you have as a single individual, I think that just naturally will raise the vibration of the world. If everyone just looked after themselves and realized what they had, it would change the way you interact on your daily life with who you interact with, with how you interact, with knowing the power that you have, that power of manifestation that you have, your life will change. And if everyone just did that, everyone's lives would change on a higher level and the world would naturally change. You don't even need to think about how you would personally change the world. Change your world and the world changes with you kind of thing. And I think that's the beauty of it. And, you know, if we just look at the world, you know, we can see as human beings what amazing power we have mm. not always for good <laughs> but the power of humans you know the impact we have on the world again not always for good but also for good as well and if everyone was working on a higher level of understanding that power of good gosh it would just be off scales really I mean that potential of awakening would be huge 
Oh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's as within as without, isn't it? Totally. It's exactly again, our, our, <clears throat> The general focus tends to be, this is a problem out there that we need to fix. And it's like, no, if we want to see peace in the world, we first have to have peace within us because Absolutely. the world will always be a reflection of that. And one thing I teach a lot is that this self-care is never selfish because there is still this attitude of, oh, well, if I just take care of me and I look at, after me and, you know, there's a selfishness in that. And it's the opposite because mm -hmm. that's exactly what I see clairvoyantly, that what you do with your energy field, your energy body, your mindset, your heart is then reflected in the consciousness of all. Absolutely. And not Absolutely. only that, but you inspire it just by being it. You then inspire others to also raise their consciousness and vibration. Exactly. Exactly. So everyone, get started <laughs> with Qigong practice. We're going to save the world. One Qigong practice <laughs> at a time. <laughs> but this is what all these things, you know, both of us work. And even though on the outside it looks like our practices are so are not related, with me with my oracle readings or tarot or spirit channelings or whatever and you the aromatherapy and and qigong and all those wonderful things we're coming from the same place it's simply different paths yeah it's and all energy wonderful. again it comes back to mm -hmm. the individual what works for you mm -hmm. absolutely it's um, all energy yeah completely um we are the change we want to see it's really is that simple isn't it it really is. And, and like you said, you know, it's just about finding what resonates, what's the right path for you, uh, what fits for you. And, that, and that's, you know, that's the beauty of the world that we live in. You know, there are so many options, you know, so many possibilities. And then once you find something that feels right, and then you can then create something from it that becomes personally yours. Yes. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And again, I think it comes back to that home feeling. We all eventually, we're seekers and we're always seeking. I'm not saying our seeking mm. ever ends because of course we're all constantly evolving. Mm. But I do think we can find that path where the, again, it's the heart. It's yes. the heart just sort of, oh, yes, this is it. This is for me, you know? Yes. Yeah. And it's following and the heart again, isn't it? It's following the heart. It is. It is. And, and I do think, you know, obviously I'm slightly biased, but I do think our heart is naturally drawn to nature and that rhythmic pulse of nature that, you know, that constant, you know, I think that's why Qigong is beautiful as well, because there's that movement, you know, nature isn't static. There's nothing static in nature. And I think our hearts isn't, well, we hope our hearts aren't static because we're yeah. dead when it's static. So I think that's, you know, we're drawn to that pulse of life. Mm. And, and, and that's, you know, anything that helps remind us of that pulse of life and that changing nature. Because I think mm. as human beings, we're, we far too often try and hold on to things. We don't want things to change. And then we try and stop the flow of life. And that's when we get tense. And that's when things get stagnant because you can't stop the flow of life. No. And you can't control it. You know, what you need to, what we need to learn is how to move and embrace and enjoy the flow of life. Amen to, that, sister. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> and so um, back to the practical, if, uh, how can people find you if they want to 
know more about your work and do, and have a go themselves? Well, uh, the, probably the best place at the moment is on Instagram. So mm -hmm. I'm Chi by the Sea, which is QI by the Sea um, on Instagram. And uh, I do have a website, but there'll be a link from my Instagram there. And yeah, I'll be having some online classes soon. So uh, it'd be great if you wanted to have a go. <laughs> yeah, sign me up, Penny, sign me up. <laughs> So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's been so lovely to talk to you. And um, yeah, I can't wait to get this podcast out there and so help others learn all about it. Thank you for having me. And I hope you have an awesome day or evening, I guess, where it's you are. Here. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, it's a long weekend here, so. <laughs> oh, lovely, lovely. Yes. Well, enjoy <laughs> and um, hopefully speak to you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.